This is BYBW, the sports gambling podcast that, you know, at least we're doing better than Mike Norvell right now. That's Norvell with three L's. Uh, just a lot of chaotic losing energy <laughs> from that guy. FSU fans better up that Xanax prescription. And I am Joe Public, your novice announcer. Um, I, I'm coming off an 0-4 week on my on my own uh, picks, but fortunately we do have someone on the pod that is coming off by far his best week of the season. That is Rain Man, who's given us his big rubber. Rain Man, why do we call it the big rubber? Because just like Beto announced, he's back from the road to re- run for Texas governor. <laughs> my picks are also back, you right guys. on schedule, and the spread we're going to cover. Lock of the week, baby Rain Money, let's go. Yeah, I gotta say, if our pod was like a boner, it goes flaccid immediately whenever you bring up Beto. Just as soon as you say it. Brought him up last week, said he was coming back from the road. Just like I was saying, week three is the week I turn it around because that's when the numbers start coming in. Beto, in between uh, the last two podcasts, announced he's running for governor, so he's back too. We're in sync, baby. That was wild, actually. So I just gotta say. We made a reference and then it happened. It's like. The power of the mycelium. That's a tease. friend Friend of the pod. No, we are not. We are not. Yes, we are not we should getting get them on. Uh, actually, if we, that would be that be a real team on. That'd be a real weird, Beto. real weird boon for us. Okay, so the reason why we put up with Brain Man <laughs> is because he's actually okay at picking games. He's coming up. I believe it was. Was this a four and zero week for you, Rain? No, nah, three and one. Lost the three night and one. Game. Was it the uh, UCLA, UCLA game the guy? Yeah. Yep. Well, is that, that was that was a great game. Who do you guys your lock of the week this week? K-State plus six at Oklahoma State. Uh, no reason to think Kansas State's not the better team in this one. Take the points. I think that's possible. They got uh, they seem to have a little bit of their old like uh, grit to them. Climbing, climbing's doing some okay things. Uh, Capper on the other end of the pod. Uh, you, you've been you've been reading the board, okay? Who is your lock of the week this week? Yeah, 500 week, and that's just the most horrible thing that's ever happened to me last week. It is a horrible uh, thing. Big rubber this week, UCLA minus five at Stanford. New yes! week, same story. Yes! When everyone else has given up on you, I will be there to bet on you versus or against the spread. Time whenever, after time. Whenever everyone in your life has quit on you, I will bet currency on you and then forget about you. Like, and if you lose, you're dead to me. 100%. Listen, man, this is the real coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch BYBW. Check your game up. Stop being a slapdick. Make today a great day. This is BYBW. Follow us on Instagram at BYBW Podcast. Uh, got memes all got memes all the time. Uh, and then we're also on Twitter, also BYBW Podcast, which, uh, you know, we tweet sometimes. I gotta get better about tweeting. Uh, not a lot of people, but, you know, Rosh Hashanah, New Year. A lot, a lot of people say I need to get better at tweeting, but that's uh, that's pretty much the beginning and <laughs> end of the That's the resolution. That's... <laughs> Oh, sorry, world. That's the priority right now. Uh, we want to to start things off. I figure we should. This is for scaling podcast, but we actually enjoy losing. Well, sometimes losing our money in other ways, which is uh, we the the BYBW crew was together this weekend at a wedding, 
And uh, we had we were we were with our significant beautiful others. beautiful ceremony beautiful wedding <laughs> great weekend beautiful <laughs> wedding great ceremony concise uh, to mm. the point uh, just boom boom good boom. balance of love and humor uh, the DJ I gotta say white people with the thing with weddings you listen to man do they include every possible song that gives you directions to follow to dance like white people <laughs> they just crave those and the way they fly it's like when there's too much freestyle people start like sitting around but as soon as fucking cha-cha slide comes on anything that just tells you what to do i'm there i can handle that um (laughs) we took a deep so it was it was a pretty tight scheduled weekend we had a bunch of plans we were in beautiful part of the country but we did happen to notice 30 minutes from where we were staying there was a casino that was something that was on our radar all weekend but naturally it's like how do you make the move necessarily our significant others uh they they were necessarily there to uh to gamble so uh we we decided to make a move it was almost like the expendables saturday afternoon we had about a one hour window we wanted one battle one last score uh and we made our way to this uh casino and i i myself uh you guys were playing craps you were a cold table is that correct Give me a recount. Give me a recount where, where you were at before I got there. Very cold table. Got there early. Um, we were we got our chips, but we were told we were not allowed to join for the current shooter. Um, he rolled for twenty minutes. <laughs> That's um, how it is. The, no joke. Like the guy was making money hand over fist for everyone. We were not allowed to bet on anything um, per the house, which was wild. I've never seen it before. Like usually, like. You can slide in on some random field or, you know, six eight or whatever. Um, so we just waited, and then as soon as that guy crapped out, the next five people crapped out as well. So we were pretty much broke from the get go. Yeah, and then Rain Man. I think this all sort of built up to like a special moment for Rain Man on the roulette table specifically. You were you were down big, right? Yeah. Uh, well, so like I joined that the worst crap table I've ever been to. The energy there was so negative. I never believed in like energy and vibes before because I'm too rational for that. But let me tell you, I do now because that table sucked. Uh, so I, I doubled up my money as soon as both of them left. By the way, so. we changed. We we changed <laughs> them up. What we it had is. to change them up. Small detail. It's not a big deal. Yeah, so we, uh, me and Joe, we had driven 30 minutes to get there. We had exactly 28 minutes in the casino before we had to turn around to make our dinner reservation. Why we thought this was worth it, I have no idea, but we we did it live. (laughs) So I I got up from the craps table. It was like, oh, my God, my wife's going to kill me. She had told everyone that I always leave the casino completely empty-handed. I could like save 50 bucks. That's not going to help me or try to win it all back. So the only rational thing to do in that situation was to just trust your instinct. You can't make money betting on roulette. There's people have strategies. They're all stupid. So we get to this table. uh, We see that black is hit like 70% of the time. So naturally we put our chips on red because it's due. Stupid. That's not how it works. Lose twice (laughs) again. So I'm down to my last $35 after losing... You know, around 200 bucks. Nothing, nothing too egregious. And I had... Joe fast-forwarded the story a bit too much because I had plucked my first ever mushroom after watching Fantastic Fungi on my alma mater's hill. 
and I put the mushroom in my pocket. So I have this mushroom in my pocket in the casino. And like, I felt. (laughs) This is horrible. I felt the power of the mushroom, and I put the remainder of my chips. I looked over to my buddy, not affiliated with the podcast, and he said, put it all on 15. And I was like, you know what? He's right. 15 is going to hit. I had no doubt in my mind this number is going to hit. I put all my chips on 15. Around two minutes later, the longest spin of my life, we guided that ball into the 15 pocket using the power of the mycelium. I won 1300 bucks. We promptly got out of there. I'm a big winner. Rainman's back, baby. In and out. Smash and grab job. In- insane. Wildest thing I've yeah. ever seen. Uh, yeah, we weren't. For the record. Yeah, we weren't. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was great. None of us were happy for him, and uh, yeah. this took way t- it, this took way too long to tell. Uh, I think it was. Um, I think it was. I got a phone call walking out of the casino. So you lost money. Yes, I lost everything I had. Who won money? <laughs> and the only response I could muster was, "Who do you think?" <laughs> and pure disgust over the phone. If I can tell you one thing. Absolutely oh, disgust. Amazing. Yeah, we're. If there's one thing consistent on this podcast, we do not celebrate each other's success. We promise that to you. Um, <laughs> and now sp- let's get to uh, what the actual meat, why people are here. We got a big week, a great slate. Uh, these are the great picks. This is the weekly. I don't know. This is very confusing to me. I hope I picked the right one. Winners, 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 I feel 10 feet tall right now. The weekly. Strong as All right, this is the weekly. These are the picks that count, the picks that matter, the picks that make you money. And for the first time this season, as uh, the picker with the best record last week, Rain Man has the honor of breaking down his big rubber first. Ooh, this week, ooh. you are on the Wildcats, one of many Wildcats, but these are the Chris Kleiman Wildcats of K-State who are looking pretty fucking decent. They look good against Nevada. They're cooking. Yeah, they are. And what did I say last week when I took K-State? We're going to ride with them again. I said, Will Howard cannot be worse than Skylar Thompson. I don't expect much from Will Howard, but I expect improvement. They are at Oklahoma State, and it is uh, plus six. So you're not getting quite yes. – I haven't seen it at a touchdown. Plus six seems to be it, you, you can't. You're not going to be able to find this at a touchdown. It's not going back up there. Uh, so, yeah, Will Howard basically did okay. He had a good game. He had 70% completion rate, didn't make any mistakes, no picks, one touchdown. But he made some plays with his legs, getting up another 56 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. So three touchdowns on the day, zero interceptions. If Will Howard plays that good, this team is dangerous and could be a true title contender in the Big 12. I don't know. That might be a little bit too fast here. But I do think that they can cover the six on the road against Oklahoma State, who did not look that good against Boise last week. And what do they do? Will Howard just outplayed number one overall pick, Carson Strong, just like I said he was going to do. Uh, Oklahoma State, not a vintage Mike Gundy team. They haven't scored more than 28 points yet this year. 23 to Missouri, uh, 28 to Tulsa, 21 to Boise. They should be scoring more points against those teams. Given that, I think you got to take K-State. Fun fact, K-State only allowing 1.9 yards per carry on this season over three games. This team is good. Their quarterback coach is Colin Klein, who was uh, like sort of their. He was like their quarterback who was a Heisman candidate, even though he couldn't throw the fucking ball. But that's how. <laughs> K- oh, that's Debo. how K State. Did you say Calvin? Colin. Did I say Calvin? Colin. Calvin Klein. <laughs> Calvin Klein. <laughs> Whatever. 
I don't, I'm not even no, going to apologize didn't. You said for Kyle. that. I'm sorry. Okay. Great boxer brief me. manufacturer in high stop school. Stop ribbing me. That's on uh, me. Stop. Yeesh. I agree. Oki State that- just doesn't have that much offensive juice. I watched Spencer Sanders, and fuck, he looks like he has regressed somehow, which is very surprising. Yeah, he does not look Gundy good this year. in general develops quarterbacks so well. Um, so, I don't know. The defense, I, 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 the defense is good for Oklahoma State, though. They played really well. They early. are. And they were really good uh, last year, too. Yeah, like they, their, their a, best thing about the defense is their run defense, but they're allowing 2.8 yards per carry. K-State, 1.9. K-State's better defense, too. Good numbers. Those are good numbers. I think, like, uh, overall, I, I, I agree with this pick, and I'm curious. This is one where the total, I might be drawn towards an under under bet in this spot. Um, I, Grind it out. We yeah, we can go to uh, Capper's Big Rubber here, which is actually also one of Rain Man's weekly picks. Uh, the first time you guys have had an overlapping game, and it is a pick you agree upon, that's uh, UCLA. I love that. Stanford. Our mo is changing. So yeah, I guess really so. So we'll start. I guess as an exercise here, I want to ask why. What what would potentially worry you about this bet? Since you're both on the same page, you can talk about what you like about. It, but what about this bet may give you pause first? Um, I think probably just the fact that UCLA had a whole head of steam going into the game last weekend and lost. Um, now getting into conf- the meat of conference play, huge letdown. How do they bounce back? Like it, it's a team yeah. that really hasn't faced a ton of adversity because they haven't been in those sorts of spots before. Um, how do they respond to a loss? I think that's the biggest question. But it's a coach who's been there before been through it not necessarily with these guys but um still you know veteran laden team that i think um i think they still have their eyes set on a pac-12 championship and a loss to fresno state they're not in the conference doesn't really matter um well really good fresno state team so um i'll tell you what gives me pause well, the re- yeah, the reason why I bring it up, basically, is because I've seen quite a few people on UCLA, and it makes me wonder if Stanford's being doubted here. Like, Tanner McKee is, is pretty good. Uh, yeah, so Davis Mills dropped over 400 yards against the UCLA secondary last year. So, potentially, UCLA secondary is not very good. They've, they got torched by Fresno. The question is, is McKee, as you just mentioned, Joe, as good as Davis Mills, who might be the starting quarterback for the Texans? Uh, I don't think so. So that that's why it's still on my board. Yeah. Uh, Stanford, to me, is just a very average football team. It's not a home field that really scares anybody in the Pac-12. Uh, it's the 86th-ranked defense in the country, efficiency-wise, 114th-ranked rush defense. They're giving up 5.8 yards a carry. That's the key. To a football team that can really run the ball, not just with Zach Charbonnet, but also with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Um, and and Pertain? You know what? Like he, Brown? he played much better la- last week. I mean, I, like he's just a guy who I think is going to get better as the year gets on. More reps in Chip Kelly's offense. You know, more comfortable doing everything he needs to do. And it's not a daunting task for him this weekend um, on the road against a team that showed out against USC. And I think that sticks out in a lot of people's minds. But really, had didn't look that great in their other two games. So. Um, I think people are giving Stanford a little bit too much credit and people are, are quick to dismiss UCLA. That's still, I think, a good football team overall and, and should be able to cover this five. 
you have seen really wild and that's just one of the things that's 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 the the nature of why this shit's hard is that you have seen really wild swings in performances from teams on a week-to-week basis like a great example is stanford uh who would have thought that stanford could get blown out by a k-state and then destroy a usc team that has a lot of talent so it's a matter of like they how you catch fired. them yeah uh they got a coach he's, fired. Yeah, he's, he's gone they were the only thing that could kill clay helton the the bon voyage the who was like the ultimate like horror movie villain of usc just they kept on trying he was also like a nice guy which made him even more devious like they just couldn't he was just barely good enough to keep around they could not shake him uh but stanford took him out ucla well-coached team i've been on him all year i really like him in this spot too especially if, if both of you are on him. Well, well before we move on real quick uh worth noting Stanford's best uh, big play threat, Austin Jones, went down last week. He's the running back. He's their answer to the Stanford running back core that's been so good. The heir to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, also, they lo- lost their second and third string running backs earlier this season, Casey Filkins and EJ Smith. So that Stanford's going to have to be one-dimensional win this game. It's going to all rest on Tanner McKee. They also lost their starting safety and their starting uh, defensive back. So Stanford's, uh, they got, they're a little depleted this week against UCLA, and I think that's the reason why I'm very comfortable giving these points because I think the public doesn't realize that, and that's why you're seeing a little bit of money movement on UCLA. All right. That's a good point uh, right there. Four, see, yeah, Joe almost skipped over five. that because the public's not aware of it. Well yep, said. I was good. not aware. Uh, that's good stuff. That's why I had you on this pick, Capper. Uh, <laughs> your your next pick is one that I'm I'm excited for you to to talk about, and that is uh, you like Florida State to win to cover against uh, Louisville, 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 uh, plus two and a half, uh, which is Idiot. man, you know, a bold play. You know, Idiot. I'm guessing you're going to say this line wants you to take Louisville, but you're on Florida State because of that. Is that your explanation, uh, or what do you got? A hundred percent. Florida yeah. State has looked as bad as any team in the country so far. Uh, Louisville just has to win by a field goal. Louisville. Oh, man, I'm I'm running straight to the teller. I'm telling him I'm putting all my money on Florida State. Or, I'm sorry, Louisville I don't think you need to gender game. the teller, personally. No. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, I, this is just this is just a classic like not for the faint of heart pick right here. Like Florida State has looked as not. bad as that humanly possible in every aspect of college football uh, up to now, and Louisville has played fairly well. They're two and one. They're yeah, they're um, good. Their coach after a disappointing 2020, um, Scott Satterfield is you know starting to get back into rhythm again. And that's why you have to take this game. Like, there, there's no other reason to take this game except. Can for, I tell you why you can't take this game? There is because no reason I not agree to. with your read. I agree with your read. Uh, I think usually people overreact to earlier seasons. When you look at you know, projections, they carry what you expect pretty forward, like till halfway through the season, which is why the lines were at. Because if you look like Sagrin or. Uh, S&P Plus or the the Vegas odd makers, they're still expecting Florida State to be the team that people thought they were going to be preseason, and they're just adjusting that downward every single week. But th- th- when you look at this Florida State team, you see quit. They're, th- and so you know what's going to happen this week? They're going to lose to Louisville, and it's going to adjust down again and again Wall and ball. again until they're the toilet bowl. They were just ranked the worst team in the ACC. Uh, they are. 
So this is a just a terrible pick. You are getting <laughs> suckered. This is not a sharp like pick. A this is a public pick. What you you're doing. Online. <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah, but like, do you disagree with it? Who? Who? They they lost. They're zero and three, and they no, lost. No lies detected. They're playing. The Mackenzie Milton is the quarterback. He can't. Like, he should not be playing football. I'm proud of him. Valid point. Valid point. The Medical the offense miracle. has looked, pick. looked better pick. than I think. It's it's looked better than I think the eye test has shown. Like that there yeah, are some really just good UCF. things they do on offense. Um, they run the football really well. They have a two headed monster, Treshawn Ward, Jashawn Corbin, and Louisville's given up over five yards of carry on the ground. Um, I really do think both offenses will be able to move the football against their these defenses because I don't think the defenses do much. Um, but we're getting points at home. Disappointed. Yeah. Disappointing, very, very disappointing. Disappointed! Um, I think Mike Norvell sucks. I think he's a trash head coach, but I think he is smart enough to know that there is one weakness that he can exploit this weekend, and it's the Louisville rush defense. And if he doesn't do that, then yes, like th- this team is dead to me, and the program is dead to me. Um, but the, he will because like, they have to because I said so. Mike Norvell <laughs> strikes me as the type of guy who has like two holsters on his belt for like energy drinks at all times that he like just like chugs with crushed amphetamines. Uh, Wait, that's a great me. idea. I'm just gonna tell you what you what I told you last week when you took uh, uh, Miami against Michigan State, which is like, you, are you gonna be surprised if Louisville wins this, this game by similar. three touchdowns? This is a similar <laughs> nope. spot. Uh, exactly. Yeah, similar exactly. Spot. That's all I'm saying. But is, uh, I'm gonna I will, fucking laugh I will say cut him off. Don't let him say anything. Don't let him. Okay, Capper, game tie- Capper, that game was tied Cap- in the third quarter. Okay, thank you. Uh, next week, and they were minus four in the turnover differential. We got it. We got that matters a lot. We got a that game could have gone differently for the for the love of fuck. Just like if we have to move, we have to move. You're gonna cut this, but just like (laughs) 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 what? <laughs> yeah, we probably can't say that. Uh, so well, he gonna, said it, not me. Let's go to uh, uh, Rayman's next pick, which which I really love. Um, you got Mississippi State plus two and a half at home with the Cowbells against LSU. Uh, Coach O uh, recently said when when asked about Mississippi State, we know how good team they are. We want to expect them to get by We just cool and cover them. Uh, so I think he said they aren't going to be underestimating them in this spot. Is that? But are you? Do you think Mississippi State can still really, uh, really still win out here in the in against like? Yeah, I think they win the game. Team? You're getting two and a half free points. I think Mississippi State's the better team. They're at home. Ruff, 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 ruff. Uh, and there's a reverse line movement on Mississippi State. It opened up at four, and the Sharps bet it all the way down to 2.5. Mississippi State is not a public team this week. Uh, their defensive front absolutely throttled NC State, and that's what they're going to do to LSU, uh, who got pushed around by the Sissy Blues, who probably have a weaker defensive front than Mississippi State. So I don't take know away that. that. They, don't, they don't like no. talent-wise, but they might emotional-wise. I don't know. What the fuck is that? Friends, no. <laughs> well, there's there's uh, soft. Nothing. Uh, Will soft. Rogers is playing better than <laughs> Mad Max Johnson. Uh, is there anything that either of you have seen 
that would give you confidence that LSU can go out on the road and beat a true SEC team, like so exclude Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Tennessee, SEC South Carolina. Wow. No, right? I, I, I honestly, I really think LSU is in their like Garrett Gilbert years transition to an abyss, like where it's they were at a high. And Ed O gets fired after two years from a natty. They need maybe it's. I, I think they need to hire Billy Napier this week. Uh, they, like, they need to get him from Louisiana Lafayette and just say, like, get started because Edo is a lame duck. He could win out, and I think people would still say we should m- probably fire this guy because he really does feel like if Cajun Mr. Bean was put in charge of a football team. Uh, it's, di- it's dire. Yeah. That program is heading in one direction and, it's and for the hard-hitting analysis but here here's uh, but here's the thing is just like, you're gonna miss the hard-hitting similar, analysis no but i'm saying similar to the stanford game like ucs stanford game there's a lot of people who seem to be on ucla are you concerned that like we are maybe doubting lsu in this spot but i want to hear your analysis no absolutely not because 40 percent of the people are in mississippi state and you have reverse line movement so the public's on lsu so you can throw that out the window that's not something you need to be worried about uh mississippi state leads the nation in pass frequency lsu at number seven based on averages that means we're gonna have 97 passing attempts in the game oh my god what fun uh, but LSU's best player, cornerback Derek Stingley, is very good. But I'm not as concerned about that in this situation because Mississippi State has seven receivers averaging nine yards of reception on this team. That is insane. And two receivers in the top ten for catches. Cal Transfer, Makai Polk at 25, and Jaquavius Marks at 22, which means that they can avoid Derek Stingley if they need to because they can spread the entire field and get yards in big chunks. Uh, Mississippi State, you got to think they win this at home. If they don't, then I guess LSU might actually have a pulse this year. Don't see it happening. Uh, I was that hard hitting yeah. enough for y'all? No, I'm I'm fucking riveted. I'm ready to go. I think I like I, it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm such a huge Will Rogers fan. My God, I I think I think Mississippi Mike Leach's offense like the fast food about, burgers. I, I can understand why they started slow sure, against right. Louisiana Tech, but I think uh, Mike Leach's offense is all about timing. I think Will Rogers is the right quarterback for it, and I think their timing is getting better, and they're facing an LSU team that I think has some rot in there. They have some bad stuff going on administrative-wise. They have some Termites. Like, there is some bad stuff going on behind the scenes there, and I think that's entering the program right now. Uh, Foundational I go, issues. Capper, let's go to your next pick, mostly because this is one that's kind of, uh, I don't know. It, it seems almost too, it's, it definitely raised your eye about OU minus 17 versus West Virginia. Takes a lot of got, points. You're taking OU, you're giving 17 points against a West Virginia team that just beat a ranked Virginia Tech team. So naturally, this is another one where the line stinks too, I'm sure. Insane line. Like, it's so it's such an insane line that the Oklahoma Sooners are getting one third of bets this weekend. Yeah, that's all there is to it. And the line has jumped up, like it jumped up to seventeen, which is a very key number. Um, I think this is just like this is a classic spot for Lincoln Riley in this in this Oklahoma offense. Like they they have not played exceptionally well, and I think a lot of that has to do with Spencer Rattler. He's not throwing the ball downfield effectively up to this point. Um, but they still boast the number two offense in the country efficiency-wise. Um, 
that should be terrifying for a West Virginia team that is coming off a very emotional, huge win. Um, dominated that game. Yeah. Choke, almost choked it away at the end. Had a huge goal line stand to close it out. Um, that was a very, like, dig deep moment for a West Virginia team that I think is good, but not great. Um, mm-hmm. Diggy is fine. Like, I, I don't think you can rely on that guy to win you football games. The Oklahoma secondary has played pretty well. Um, had some bad moments, but the offense has put them in some bad spots, honestly. Um, yeah. I think they have to get a ton of output here from Letty Brown to even have a chance of keeping this within three scores. Um, they might, but I just think this Oklahoma offense is ready to explode like Mount St. Helens, and it's <laughs> it's going to be this I, weekend. Like, so looking at uh, – let me cut you. I guess, like, looking at this, I want to just, like, to give a West Virginia perspective or something that I looked at, against that against Virginia Tech, West Virginia's defensive line had six sacks and ten tackles for loss. Um, Spencer Rattler, of course, came in the year, Heisman favorite. Um, but interestingly, even though he, he was not great last week against the Nebraska, which was a very good defense uh, also. Yes, it uh, turned into a slugfest, which was... They, they protected him for the most part like nebraska didn't really get hits on him and i'm wondering if this is sort of a thing that they think i wonder if the read is like they believe ou can basically defend west virginia pray man what's your what's your uh read on this oh i i mean i prefer to be on ou than west virginia but i think it's too many points if you actually go back like two or three years and you look at big spreads for ou it's not like alabama it's not like historic clemson where they just cover these massive spreads ou's kind of like 50 50 on covering big spreads in games like this so i I do lean ou but like that's a lot of points if west virginia is competent you know back door is going to be open the entire game all right uh, yeah, I think pause. I think you just you can zero you can zero in on stopping the run and make Daggy beat you. He ain't gonna beat you, Doge. Yeah, uh, Doge Doge going to the moon. Uh, let's see, uh, Raymond, your next pick is uh, man. Do I not want to watch this fucking game? You have North Texas plus twelve at Louisiana Tech. Explain yourself, J- Joe. Do you ever order Alu Gobi? No. Don't ask no. people okay. that. Well, well, first of all, it's delicious. You should order it. You get all this great fried cauliflower and this spicy Indian curry. It's fragrant. It's spicy. It's beautiful. But they also give you potatoes in there because they got to fill it out. You got you to gotta get your potatoes so you're full when you leave the meal. And that's what this pick is. This is, you just said it, North Texas plus 12 at Louisiana Tech. You don't need to watch it. You'll look at your bankroll later and it'll be higher. Both of these teams suck. They're both one and two. Uh, but Louisiana Tech is not 12 points better than North Texas. You see a little reverse line moving on it. I like it. Uh, if you look at the actual yards, the, if you look at the points for both teams side by side, Louisiana Tech looks a lot better. But if you actually go into the box scores to look at the yards, look at the drives, they're a lot more similar than you think. UNT is averaging 417 yards. Louisiana Tech slightly better at 433. We're going to call that the same. UNT allowing only only 453 yards a game oh my god but louisiana tech is allowing 536 so there's no reason to think uh louisiana tech should be getting 12 points here so i'm just going to take the points i'm not going to watch the game and i'll look at the box score at the end i'm just gonna i mean i'll just throw something so louisiana tech lost to smu by two points unt lost i told you don't look at the scores i literally just told you not to look at the scores 
Throw the don't do out it. The window. Classic. Throw those scores, Throw the look, scores out the window. You got to you got you got to peel the curtain back and dive into the box. So Rayman, I just gotta say, oddly sexual. Dude, I get mad at you when you pick these. You pick these awful games, and you're like, "These are the games you lose, though." Like, I don't like this at all. I don't like this shit. All right, I mean, Joe, by all means, if you want to bet it, let's bet it. Let's go head to head offline, baby. I'm ready. All right, no, we're going. the big. Let's do it. We don't need to go offline. We're doing it. We're we're doing it. All right, call the unit. You know my unit. Uh, no. LaTeX played really well last weekend. Uh, if I know it, and it is small. Uh, let's go to your last pick, Capper. Uh, <laughs> Gotch is like a penis joke. Capper. Yeah, uh, sexual full circle. Yeah, you know, just sex three, three adult male. That doesn't make us a sex pod. Uh, we got, this is a game, Good. you know, game of the week, and it is a side. This is a pick that I'm also on, so that oh, should fuck. perhaps worry you. Uh, A&M minus five and a half in Jerry World against an Arkansas team um, that, frankly, humiliated Texas. Um, A&M, of course, is without Hanks King. They're breaking in a new quarterback, but they have an electric defense and a great run game. I, I'm, what's your sort of read on this one? Uh, I'll start you out with a fun fact first. These teams have played six times in Jerry World. Five of the six games have gone to OT. My favorite part about that is if we go to OT for a sixth time in seven tries, we can still cover the spread by six or seven. So um, that that stat makes you like this better. That's fun. No, that one's just that one's just for fun. Um, Arkansas is in the top twenty-five for the first time in five years. Um, so I am going to sell high here. Like this is a classic sell yep. high spot for me. Um, I love two things about this A&M team. I think you've already played, you've already touched on them. They play insane defense, especially in the secondary, and they pound the football. Isaiah Spiller is dominant. Um, one player. of the best running backs in college football. Um, I know Calzada hasn't played great, especially coming off the bench against Colorado, but I think he's going to get better as time goes on because now it's his job, it's his team. He's the general out there, like he's calling the shots. Um, I think that only experience will lead to more success for him on the field. He was decent last weekend against a bad New Mexico State team or New Mexico, whoever they played. Um, I expect him to get a little bit better here. The the biggest thing about this one is, like, Arkansas has just dominated the running game. Um, but K.J. Jefferson really hasn't shown off a whole lot in the passing game. And as good as A&M secondary is, I think they can just pit, like – they can put play lockdown on the receivers, tight ends up the field, and that defensive line and linebackers can just pin their ears back and say, like, you are not going to run the football on us this weekend. Like, that's it. Yeah. I, um, they're, they're giving up under three yards an attempt, um, 77 uh-oh. yards a game. I know that they played, a, you know, Colorado actually has a pretty good rushing attack, but New Mexico was very bad last weekend. Um they're just they're very good pass against the pat like against the pass. So I, I just see, I can see them shutting down that Arkansas rush defense and just cruising out to an easy win here. I think my biggest uh, the thing that the reason why I I think I'm I think I agree with what you said about the sell high spot is I really think it's possible that Texas took Arkansas's like very best punch. They it was their first sellout crowd in four years, night game. They were dominant on both sides of the ball. 
Um, and then they're coming into this game against A&M, who is who is going to have like a very good offensive line. And I think Barry Odom's defense specifically is it becomes susceptible if you establish the run. And I think Spiller and also A-Chain, as you touched on, we're going to be able to do that. Rayman, do you have a, a read on this game? Do you like the Aggies as well? Yeah, I, I think it's tough because of the quarterback situation for AM. and uh, I went back and forth on this. I don't know how to play against the spread. I think it probably will be close. They've all been close in the past. Uh, Jerry Jones is going to sprinkle his little Arkansas magic all over Jerry World. It's going to be a close game. I've, I'm going to play it, and I'm probably going to play it Arkansas money line and try to get a big hit. No right. reason to think like, Arkansas can't win this game. Super interesting because, I mean, this is another one where it's a fade the public spot for me. Two-thirds of bets on Arkansas this weekend. I mean, yeah, yeah. I saw like, that. Is, is A&M bad? Like, did, did they get bad overnight? Did we just... Forget well, they did lose their starting Wonderkin quarterback. So, I don't sure, think quarterback like quarterback it, was never going like, to be the strength of this team. I think it's it's yeah, like never played this, before this year anyway. No, have, but it makes a difference. They have two running backs who average seven yards a carry, and they got a really good offensive line. I think it makes a difference against the upper tier of the of the SEC. I don't think Arkansas has proven enough that they're the upper tier of the SEC. I think they maybe beat an eight, seven or eight win Texas team. But Woo Pig. Yeah, whatever. Fuck them. Uh, let's go to... <laughs> <laughs> for, the uh, record, for the record, I'm not picking A&M because I'm bitter about Arkansas beating Texas. Okay, like that's... Someone else on this pod is. Can you... Uh, we, we don't need to get this. Rayman, can you, give me, can you give me a rundown of your four picks one more time? Yeah, I got my lock of the week. Uh, K-State plus six at Oklahoma State. Mississippi State plus 2.5 versus LSU. Whoop, whoop, whoop. UCLA minus four and a half at Stanford and your potatoes, North Texas plus 12 at Louisiana Tech. All right, and Capper, your picks. Big rubber, UCLA minus five at Stanford. Florida State Seminoles plus two and a half at home versus Louisville. Ugh. Ugh. OU minus 17 versus West Virginia. And Texas A&M minus five and a half versus Arkansas neutral field, Jerry World. All right, those are the 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 major the official picks for the pod this weekend. But right now we're gonna get into uh, the picks that are a little more fun. These are these are these are squeeze picks. Hey Capper, fast forward. It's Friday afternoon. You're watching the games. What are you doing on your phone? Scrolling Twitter. No. Oh, that's right. We're over at BYBW Podcast on Instagram, going viral with the hottest memes that have ever hit the application. Wow. Yeah. Forget WhatsApp. Forget Facebook Messenger. Instagram. BYBW Podcast. That's it. That's a take. About 30 seconds. <laughs> Killed his whole motherfucking thing. Shit, if I do. No, so dog. We some dogs. We ain't no puppies. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! picks uh those are the picks just for you know there's a lot of games and you want to squeeze out a little more action these are the picks you rely on uh to start things off we have another entrant into our king of the hill contest um if you want to be in our king of the hill contest just dm us on instagram at bybw podcast or email us bybw podcast at gmail.com it's intended for you know, our listeners to get a chance to choose a game. If you choose a game correctly, you stay on the following week. 
Uh, but that hasn't happened that much since we started the King of the Hill podcast. Our our selectors from our viewing audience are one in ten against the spread so far, and during the illustrious uh, segment. So frankly, it is including one losing a money line minus eight favorite last week. Like wow, <laughs> I've um, I haven't heard this week's, but I've got my phone out right now. I'm ready to place the opposite bet. I gotta say of whatever this guy's you, or gal you is said, about to say. The, uh, I gotta say, one in ten. You are against the spread. You are just gonna be not an early gonna mover. find anything more consistent than that. All right, are we ready for our newest entrant? Let's hear. God, it. God help him. Hey there, guys. This is um, Legs. Yeah, my name is Legs, and my pick for this week is Michigan State minus five. I yes. think things will get oh, a lot worse Nebraska. in Nebraska before board. they get better. So, Sparty on, brothers. Uh, let's see. Yeah, well, this terrible pick. For that. Uh, the Sharps are on Nebraska. Nebraska's got a very good defense, and they could go in and just beat Michigan State outright. This team is not that bad. No, Outside of one quarter against Illinois. I appreciate it. Um, Do you think it's because one? he has really nice legs? Like, he likes to just really. <laughs> I like to think them. he likes really, really good at goal kicks, but nothing else in soccer. It could be Ooh. one of those. It could be one of those jokes where he has no legs. That's how I was like, uh, but like an irony like thing. A, tiny guy you know who they who's huge yeah i get that a little more it's, morbid it's tiny you know yeah, yeah. this one yeah well, thanks for that likes <laughs> not, not sure where you're going likes i hope you join us next week but statistically you probably you probably won't uh come on it's a huge guy that they call tiny like then he shows you know, my buddy tiny's coming through and it's like just a six six 280 pound dude all right you know what this is just frankly <laughs> nonsense because we have you know, uh, uh, some <laughs> other affairs to get to that joke. are about big money. And that is my fucking four-teamer that's going to light your face on fire. You're going to need to get help for that. I hope you have insurance because this four-teamer is so hot. If you bet $10 on my four-teamer last week, you would have made $0 because, as I said, I did not hit one team in that four-teamer uh, last week. That was pretty bad. I actually missed every game in a dark place. Let's not talk You're about gonna it. You're going to lose a parlay. That's the way to do it. This week's a winner. If you miss every leg, you should get your money back. That should be standard practice. The first leg of the parlay, we have Notre Dame plus five and a half ver- uh, at, versus at Wisconsin. Uh, no, one has, uh, no one has been more anti-Notre Dame than myself. I have consistently faded them. I was on heavy on... Uh, Toledo, but this is a spot where I was in on Wisconsin preseason, but I can totally envision them losing this game. My theory w- before the season was that Graham Mertz got better. Uh, he released a shitty logo. Who knows? Didn't get Maybe better. He, got better. he did not get better. Uh, Ches Malusi, the transfer running back, he's been fine, but I think the problem is I don't think a one-dimensional Wisconsin team is well-suited to beat a team like Notre Dame. Uh, they found a way to win Notre Dame, which counts for something, even though they're erratic and you have Jack Cohn, who's actually been fairly decent so far. You got uh, Meyer, the tight end, pretty good so far, and they can move the chains with Kyron Williams. Notre Dame has explosive play potential, which is a great antidote for a Wisconsin team that tries to work, that has to work really hard for their touchdowns. Uh, I kind of like the Irish outright, but they make my parlay in this spot. Quick, quick, quick editor's pause note, here. Editor's note, we game. can get six and a half. Don't get, don't you dare lock in plus five and a half yeah, if you like it, it's this. Got, it's gotten all the way up to six and a half, and the reason why <laughs> you're, is because, because you're Notre fucked. Dame just, Notre, people are starting to re- catch on to this, but Notre Dame's going to be on their third string left tackle. 
that might be an impact in this game, which is why I've stayed away from it because okay. I was also like well, Notre Dame. But well, well, I didn't Ugh. know that. That's an important uh, position. Next pick, we got <laughs> Western Kentucky plus nine versus Indiana. I love Western Kentucky as a home dog in this spot. They're coming off an extra week week of rest, and they're going against players from a neighboring state. I'm sure Western Kentucky guys, they probably know plenty of guys on the Indiana squad and don't think that they're shit. Western Kentucky only passes the football. They only pass the football. Their quarterback <laughs> has 859 yards and 10 touchdowns in two games. Their leading running back has 44 yards. They only pass the football. You're getting a home dog, getting nine points on a team that's only passing the football. Indiana is a team that, frankly, doesn't have as much to play for. They've taken a couple of punches to the stomach. Um, I don't know if Western Kentucky will win, but I absolutely think it's a one-possession game. Uh, this next pick, none of you guys had the cojones to touch this game, but I am absolutely, I love it. I bet in on fact, Florida State. No, no, don't no. Say in that. fact, I'm betting, I'm putting a little on the money line in this spot. Another home dog. We've seen Clemson play three games. And you know what? I'm going to believe what I've seen, which is that they are an average football team. This is an eight or nine win football team this year. <laughs> it's not average. DJU was was not that good. For Clemson standards, DJU is just like, frankly, they do not have a chain mover. They do not have a reliable person that can, they can get them first downs, and that means you're going to lose bad. games. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence might have covered up some ills last year for Clemson along the offensive line. There might be some problems. This isn't a program that has a long established history of excellence. Maybe we're seeing a dip this year. I'm taking NC State, and separately, I'm sprinkling just half a unit on the money line. Uh, I uh, You're a madman. My final pick is I'm taking Give Ohio State. Minus 49 and a half versus Akron. Ohio State, deserved or not, is in fucking freakout mode. They want to prove that they can play football. I think they're going to absolutely just run it up on Akron, who's just, like, uh, hopeless. Uh, I, I'll admit, I will cop. Master Teague is probably not going to win the Heisman Trophy. But I was right about the lead back at Ohio State being potential, their most compelling Heisman candidate. In this case, it's Trevor Good Henderson. Uh, who I was saying, I was in the ballpark. He has uh, 350 yards on the season. He's averaging nine yards of per carry. He's going to get about 800 more in this game. Uh, and that is the four-teamer this week that is absolutely going to hit. Notre Dame plus uh, six and a half or how many it is. Western Kentucky plus nine. NC State plus ten. Ohio State uh, minus 49 and a half. You don't like that shit? Uh, go fuck yourself. Uh, I'm sorry. I despise I it. One in three. I love it even more. I love it. I don't know. I wish you liked it. I'd feel better if you, I like it when you guys like. It. You guys liked my parlay last week, and it was horrible. It was zero and four. That's true. It was it was horrific. So probably three and one now. It was a nightmare. I, I'm gonna cop to. I was just being nice to you. Okay. Oh, you don't mean that. What if I do though? That was me, and I feel bad now. I was like up on <laughs> Rain Man liked my parlay. Well, you like you couldn't have come in any hotter last week. Oh my God! Was you were, I? You were flying high. I was in the worst position you can and, be in when you enter. And if there's, if there's you, one thing we've seen, that it's it is just if it's bad, it's bad. You don't want to see <laughs> you don't want to see Joe Public when he thinks he has it all figured out. You don't want to do that. You don't want to follow his <laughs> picks that week. That's for sure. That's when they'll that's when they'll just check you. That's when they. What do you have against Beta? Nothing. I just think it's funny you keep bringing him up during our sports gambling <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. <laughs> just like read, read, the, read the fucking room buddy who gives me like it's such a weird no one's thinking back. about that has no to mean something but no Joe, one's, no one's clicking we're back at the same no time no one's clicking that play has to mean something. 
No one's no going to play on BYBW and thinking, oh, I want some Beto. I want some Beto news. Give me some Beto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not where the frame of mind. Maybe that is the, maybe that is our audience, and we've that's why we're so unsuccessful. We haven't been getting our <laughs> we haven't, Beto we haven't into... crossovers. Um, <laughs> Give me some Robert. <laughs> Robert. <laughs>